0: this show is for you.
1: We promise to bring you real and authentic conversations with parents and experts who are committed to making their family their life's most important work.
0: This show will help you take a stand for your family and to raise your children by design, not default. Aloha, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. In this episode, we're going to tell the story behind why we moved to Hawaii and have decided to go on this adventure as a family and sold almost everything we owned um yeah that there was there's was a lot of reasons why that that hopefully could make a difference for you and your family maybe inspire you to go on an adventure of some kind whether that's large or small um and we'll share with you kind of the updates is what we've experienced so far as a family being on this adventure
2: yeah people are often asking us why did you move to hawaii like what what <laughs>
0: I think it's a combination of we're constantly getting asked why, why did you do that? And that's something we've always wanted to do or like, how did you do it? We've always wanted to do that. Like what, what allowed you just to make it happen? And so, yeah, kind of like why, how did you do it? Is it possible? We've always wanted to.
1: Yeah. So I'll share, I'll share a quote that
2: maybe sums, sums it up for us in a way. So it's attributed to Mark Twain, um, although I don't think he actually said this, but the quote is 20 years from now, you will be more disappointed by the things you didn't do than by the ones you did. So throw off the bow line, sail away from the safe Harbor, catch the trade winds in your sails, explore, dream, discover.
0: It's awesome. It's funny. We've actually been doing some work for the podcast and for just family brand kind of as a business, you know, we've built our online course and we're, we're launching that to to the world and working with some really cool private families. And so we were going through this branding exercise recently. And and it's fun for me to do this because I'm always doing this for my clients in the campfire effect, but rarely do I have the opportunity to get help myself with story and messaging, which I always love and welcome because I can't, can't read the label from inside the bottle (laughs) a lot of times. And so they were taking us through this arc, this um, archetype exercise and it's based on um, Carl Jung. He was a psychologist, I believe was. Um, who came up with these 12 different archetypes, brand archetypes. Yeah. And we were, you know, it's, it's really fascinating to look at and we're like, well, what is our archetype? Who are we? And therefore, who are the families we serve? And I think the one that we landed on was Explorer, right?
2: Yeah. Our podcast um, producer, I guess you could call her Cassidy. She was like, hey... I can you guys look over this and let me know like what the voice is of your podcast like what you what you want your voice to be because she writes um, sometimes she writes a lot of our copy like of our introductions um, for the podcast and stuff she's like I want to make sure I'm sounding like you and and are authentic to your brand so she's like look over this and try and decide which one of these 12 things sounds the most like your brand so we were trying to nail that down
0: Yeah and it was really cool the more we the more we read the archetype of the explorer the more it really aligned with us and uh, and the more we thought it aligned with the families we have taken through family brand. And so the Explorer is pretty like self-explanatory, like some of their, their biggest desires is to explore and experience life and push the limits of what's possible. And some of their biggest fears are like not doing that right. Like settling and
2: lack of freedom. Yeah. That's a great, the greatest fear of this, of this archetype, this, and archetype.
0: And so I would say that, that the, the seeds of moving to Hawaii were planted years ago. And for us, it, I don't know what, what originally woke us up to this idea that we could just travel more in the summers. And so it's so funny, you know, how, how things happen in life. Cause Melissa and I would always talk about how, Oh man, it's so hot in Arizona in the summer. Like, you know, I, I didn't ride my horses a whole lot. you just don't do anything a lot in the summer in Arizona, at least in the Phoenix area, you basically run from air conditioning to a swimming pool and back. And so then it just hit us one time. We're like, well, we don't have to be here in the summers. (laughs) What if we just left? And so we started like going on a couple of one week vacations and then a couple of two week vacations. And then we started going and staying places for like a whole month and then staying more than one place for like a month and then three weeks. And so, and just every time we would stay a little bit longer we would realize like, oh, you can do that. It's totally possible. Like there's nothing stopping us, you know?
2: And it's always fun. Like we did this in California. We've done this in Utah. Um, and it's just fun to try, try on. I think it's fun to try on a new way of life. I guess like, you find you're there long enough when you're there a month that you've your grocery stores that you start going to and you have your routine. So you start getting into, it's not so much a vacation where you're just, you know, sightseeing and touring all the time. It's like you have like a rhythm to your lives and it's fun to see like where you fall into your rhythms and places and people and stuff.
0: Yeah. And Melissa and I've always preferred to kind of vacation that way. We're not much of just, I don't know why, but for neither one of us, we're not much of, um, kind of your your touristy vacationers, meaning when we go to an area, we're not trying to find the tourist attractions. We're definitely not staying in the resorts. We like to go find an Airbnb in a, in a local neighborhood and live like locals and really try to experience the area. And so that kind of planted the seed for us. And then it was kind of always in the back of our minds of like, hey, let's go do this sometime for like six months or a year. And originally Melissa really, I mean, still does to this day, but originally she really wanted our family to move somewhere where we could do an all immersion Spanish experience and put our kids in an all immersive Spanish uh, speaking school. Cause she wanted all of us to learn to speak Spanish. And so her and I went on a trip with our good friends, the caches to um, Costa Rica to kind of like test that a little bit. And she knew of a, she knew of someone that had done that. So that was an option and we had a blast and thought, okay, Costa Rica could be a possibility.
2: Yeah. That was like November of 2019. We went to Costa Rica. And then we had a wedding the following month, um, December 2019, in Guatemala. So, And Chris and I have never really traveled traveled internationally, aside from going down to Mexico, which is such an easy trip from where we lived in Arizona. So that doesn't really count. Um, but we went to Guatemala, and we took our three oldest, and that was their first international trip. We got passports and everything. It was so fun um, Guatemala was awesome. The parts that we saw anyway, we didn't, we didn't extensively tour Guatemala, but
0: yeah, it was amazing. Like, and we were surprised how, how open to it. Our three oldest children were like, they loved Guatemala. They loved the culture, the food. And we stayed in this really like, I don't know, just like the most charming little city called Antigua in Guatemala. We stayed in this 300 year old like monastery that has been, you know, Transformed into a resort, and that's where the wedding was. It was just—it was amazing, like the whole experience. And I think that really opened our eyes again to like, oh, it's possible you can travel with kids, and we we could see ourselves living there, and like you could make it work. And even though, although we haven't done a lot of like international travel, we've done quite a bit of travel through the United States. You know, flying, living places, and for months at a time, or just road tripping. Uh, but we were on a bus in Guatemala, and there was a woman who was a college professor. Yes. And we just started talking about this idea of travel and how this was one of our first times traveling internationally with our kids. And she said, Oh, I think travel is so good for children. It's so important to them and it's so important for them. And she said that she could tell on the first week of every new semester when new students. And she said that she could tell at the beginning of you know each new semester when she'd have new students come in in the first week she knew which of her students had traveled just in their like their maturity their willingness to learn their curiosity their open-mindedness she just said it was she it was just super obvious and noticeable and so she just really encouraged us and, and i thought that was cool but i also thought i was a little bit nervous about sharing this on the podcast on this episode because you know there might be some of you out there who are thinking like well, that would just, that'd be awesome. we would love to do that, but it's way too expensive or it's just so complicated. And obviously <laughs> in the world we live in today with COVID, it, there is some complications and obviously there are some barriers, but we've met so many cool families here in Hawaii. And one of the families in particular, um, I've been so inspired because he, he grew up with two other brothers and he's like, look, my parents did not have money. Like we did not have <laughs> like hardly anything growing up but but travel and experiencing other cultures and other countries was just a priority for my family and so my mom and dad just saved money and made it happen and so he and so I asked him I said do you think any family could do it he's like yeah if it's a priority of yours you can travel and you can go experience things and even and travel doesn't have to mean international travel but i think just traveling and experiencing new cultures, new types of people, new ways of being, new food, whether that's in your country or or traveling internationally. So we've just had these experiences where when we do travel, whether uh, domestically or internationally, and we, we feel like we travel in a way that allows us to really experience new cultures, new people, new food, it does make a difference in our family. It really is just a cool thing that fosters this cool connection in our family and also curiosity in our kids.
2: Yeah, totally. And since, so that trip to Guatemala, that was in December um, of 2019. And then, you know, fast forward, of course COVID hits. And so my dreams of being Spanish in a foreign country were shattered, (laughs) (laughs) shattered for a time. Um, But yeah, we were just, we were in Arizona still and just one day. So this is like, August maybe of well, last year.
0: Well, hold on before that though. One of the commitments we made though was we had all these plans to, we had already booked trips to like upstate New York and we were going to go see this. We we're going to travel up to Maine. And one of the decisions that Melissa did make though, at the very beginning of the pandemic was like, well, if, we, if we're going to social distance, we're going to do it in national parks. And I thought that was so inspiring. Like, so we bought our national parks pass and we visited more national parks in 2020 than we ever had. And yeah. all of them on road trips.
2: Yeah. We saw a glacier. We saw arches. We saw Yellowstone. Yellowstone
0: Grand Tetons.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: There's like, re- but even that, like, again, that doesn't have to be international. And those are really affordable <laughs> trips, right? It was all road trips. We packed a lot of our food, ate a lot of our own food, you know, um, So we traveled, but just differently than we'd anticipated living in Guatemala or Costa Rica.
2: Yeah. And it was amazing. I loved it.
0: Yeah. Some of my favorite trips. So, okay. Sorry.
2: So, you know, that happens in the the summer and then um, August rolls around and we're just getting back into our rhythm and our groove of school and everything. And I don't know, for some reason, well, every, let me back up. So Chris and I, every night, Usually we would take our two dogs on a walk on our street. We lived on a cul-de-sac and we would just walk up and down our street. However many times we were feeling that night. And I just remember one night in August, I think Chris said at first, he was like, I think, I feel like our family's being called like on an adventure. And, and I immediately, immediately was like, yeah, yeah, like me too. And he's like, but not an adventure that's just like a month or a few weeks like we usually do. He's he's like, I think we should move, like have like a real adventure with our family. And I was totally down. Like when he said that, there was no part of me that was like,
1: well,
2: I don't know. Like I just felt, yes, let's do it. And so in that one little walk that night, (laughs) we decided we're moving somewhere. We're having an adventure in the middle of a global pandemic for doing it.
0: (laughs) And we had went from never, not, not, I shouldn't say never talking about it, but we hadn't talked about it and wasn't on the radar at all at that point. And I think maybe the next night or something, I asked Melissa. I said, well, where would, where would you go? And she thought about it for just a few seconds. And She said, "Mm, I don't know. Maybe let's go to the North shore. And immediately I was just like, yeah. (laughs) So, (laughs) That's that's about as complicated as it uh, as it was for us. But we just, again, we just felt called. Now, one of the things that that I think would be really important to sh- to, sh- to share is that about two years ago, we created maybe it was, maybe it was maybe it was a year and a half ago, we added a new family value to our family brand um, called Smiths or Adventurous. And we didn't add that value because at the time we were thinking that we were super adventurous. We 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 created that value because we wanted to be more adventurous. It was kind of like, okay, this is this isn't this'll be inspirational for us if we say it every day. And I truly believe that had we not been saying Smiths are adventurous as part of our family's brand every morning for a year and a half, we wouldn't have been adventurous enough to go on the adventure. And that's again that power of language that we're always talking about is the words created us to be adventurous enough to sign up for something like this. It was like, we were looking for ways to be adventurous because that was one of our family's values. And I also think it really had a lot to do with our family mission statement, which is we believe you can be who you want to be. And that sounds so simple and it is, but for us it's really profound. And it's just like, no, you can be who you want to be. Even if it doesn't make sense to other people, even if it's not, um, like, even if it doesn't like, even if it's not practical, right. It's not the thing you should do. And so for us, it's like, no, we can be who we want to be. Well, who do we want to be? And we're adventurous. And so I just, to me, I just can't emphasize enough, like having a family mission statement, a vision statement and values, they really can guide you. They really can have you make decisions and look for opportunities that you would never otherwise look for, or you might, or you would never otherwise recognize they're sitting right in front of you.
2: Totally. So from there we, we decided, okay, the North, the North shore of Oahu. And then we know a handful of people that live here. And so the next step was I said, okay, Chris, reach out to reach out to these people and let's just start putting the word out. Hey, do you know, do you know of any place available to rent where we could live? And I told Chris, you know, I think if it's supposed to happen, it's just going to like come together like really easily. I just, I just have a feeling it's just going to come together if it's, if it's meant to be. And it was miracle after miracle that really did come together that allowed us to find ourselves here.
0: So true. Like when Melissa said that that night, I was like, okay, well I would love that. I'd love it to just come (laughs) together if it's supposed to. And like our house here found us, you know, like my good friend, Spencer Taggart, who's owns a home that we rent from him. And like, it was just, that was a miracle. And then.
2: Yeah, he was getting ready. He was getting ready to buy this house actually as an investment. And it was, it was the day you reached out to him. He was kind of making the decision if he should buy it or not. And he basically was said, Hey, if you, if you buy, if you rent from me, I'll buy this house and you can live there. And so we said, okay. Yeah,
0: you know, I don't think we'd even seen the house at this point. Just Spencer just kind of described it to us and where it was. So we said, yeah, we're in. And, and then someone in our.
2: I was going say, and come to find out once we got here, it is really hard to find housing here. Oh yeah. They're People
0: deep- all the time are like, how'd you find this place? And like, how'd you get this house in Pupakea and this cool area in the neighborhood and.
2: Yeah, it's such a blessing. We didn't even realize what a blessing no. it was until you know, as, as time's gone on.
0: And then someone that um, in our neighborhood that we went to church with, their one of their sons had always wanted to be in our area, and they heard that we might. They heard that we were going to move, but they even reached out and said, "Hey, we we don't know if you're selling your home or not, but you know, we'd we'd at least love to come to look at it." And they were the first people that came and looked at it. And made us an offer and it was, you know, it was great for us. And like, so that just was easy.
1: Yeah.
2: We didn't have to list our house in Arizona. It just sold the first person that saw it.
0: That was a miracle. And then a, a good friend of ours bought Melissa's minivan and let us drive it up till the day we left and let us keep driving. Like, it's like, yeah, I'll just take it like the night before you leave. Just bring it by. And then my truck sold really easily. Like it just, just all these blessings. Um that we're confirming, okay, yeah, like this is this is what we're supposed to be doing, that's kind of how we felt about it,
2: yeah, and then logistically, people always ask me this, but how did you actually move to Hawaii, like did you bring things, did you not, so what we we ended up selling almost everything in our, in our house in Arizona. We do have a storage unit still that has, it's like a 10 foot by 15 foot storage unit that we still have in Arizona where I kept um, like my piano that I had and just like a few other pieces. I wasn't ready to get rid of. Um, But other than that, we just sold everything. And then I had reached out to a girl from our area that had actually moved to Hawaii the year prior named Katie. And I said, okay, how did you, how did you do it? She has, she has four boys. And she said, well, everyone got a carry on checked bag and then, you know, you get a backpack or a personal item. So she's like, and that's what, that's what the kids brought. She's like, we've really used it as an opportunity to just have a clean slate for what we're, what we're choosing to bring into our life as far as things. And I love that idea. And so that's, what we adopted as well. So each kid got to go through all their things and decide what they wanted to bring. um, As long as it fit into carry on checked bag or in their, in their backpack.
0: Yeah. And we, we, with that, we decided not to obviously ship our cars We sold those. I bought a minivan for us side unseen (laughs) that turned out to be perfect again, just like really good for us. And, Mm -hmm then obviously most of you probably know about the story behind the vw bus we have a 1964 single cab vw bus um
2: or if you don't know it's on instagram you <laughs> can go see it on instagram it's so cool
0: yeah it's called sugar booger um and what's so cool is everyone was telling us like you don't need a lot of stuff in hawaii like it's just just really simple minimalist life's you know lifestyle and so we kept paring down even before we came. And then we got here and all all of us just brought a checked on, a carry-on, and a and backpacks. We shipped a few books out. And even even after being here, we're like, Oh yeah, we brought too much stuff. Not not that we brought too much stuff, but like that's one of the most refreshing things for me about this move is like if you're gonna live in Hawaii, you literally need a handful of t-shirts, a handful of board shorts or swimsuits, uh, one pair of slippers, which you know they call sandals. Um <laughs> maybe a pair of shoes to hike in and then like a long, one long suit shirt, a pair of pants and a hoodie. Like that's when people ask me like, what's been one of the most, you know, favorite, one of your favorite things about living here on the Island and, and why. And I just, I say every time, like, like materialism just isn't a thing here. And I don't know how else to describe it other than it just isn't like, no one cares what kind of car you drive, what kind of home you live in? What kind of clothes you wear? I, I I can say truthfully, I've never thought once since being here, like, oh, that's a cool truck, or oh, that's a cool car, or oh, look at their clothes, or look at that. Like, it just you don't know who has money out here, you don't, or who doesn't. Even if you did, it wouldn't matter. And then just the island forces you to to live at its pace, like, so, yeah.
2: At least here on the North Shore of Oahu.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. true. Yeah. The North Shore is a very different vibe. We, we did go, we, Melissa and I've always wondered like, what's the big deal about Waikiki? Like, we just don't get it, you know, cause Honolulu just seems like, you know, like a city, like a, like a mini Los Angeles. And then we had the opportunity actually to do a staycation, just the two of us, a little getaway, which is the first one we've done since we've been here just this past weekend. And we got, we stayed in a really, really cool hotel, right, right on the beach in Waikiki. And we realized, okay, like, Waikiki okay. has this special charm. Like the beach is just beautiful. It's really big. And there's like lots of cool restaurants down there. And then the, the waves are really amazing. Um, and then the next day we got to go out on a catamaran with um, some new, really cool friends. It was her birthday. And so, yeah, and
2: we were like, okay, Waikiki." <laughs> okay. Waikiki is kind of cool. cool. <laughs> <laughs> I think another huge thing for us as we were, as we were getting ready was, we kind of made the decision already, but it was a motivation is we realized that our oldest, like Tate, will be 14 this year. And for me, I just realized, okay, if we we have this opportunity to take this adventure, and I felt like if we don't take it now, we may never take it. Because he is 14, and anyone I've talked to, they're like, oh, if, you know, when you're, once your kids are 16 or 17, it it's a lot harder to... Pull them away from, you know, maybe they have a job at that point or they're, you know, in their junior junior year of high school or whatever it may be, it's just not as easy. And so I just felt like we had this narrow window right here to take this adventure and just run.
0: I also had this thought too, people when people ask us like, why did you go? That's the biggest question. Like, what was it? Like and most most of the times they're asking why from like a they think it's really cool. And the answer I always give is we just felt called. And sometimes you was like, what do you mean? Like you felt called. And that's a journey that I think Melissa and I have both been on personally, like individually and collectively as, as a couple over the last decade. Because for the longest time, we, we operated our life mostly based on what we, what we were supposed to do and what we should do. And never had any thought of like what we wanted to do or what we dreamed of doing. And I can tell you for me, it's hard for me. To do that, like my natural tendency is to do what I should and what I'm supposed to, and compare myself to other people and what other families are doing, and like, and to kind of like try to break away from that and get more into this, like what's calling to me. It can be scary, and, and here's the thing I've also noticed is that we always seem to make time for the things that we should do and we're supposed to do, right? Like you should go to college. Well, we we make time for that, right? You should get a good job. We make time for that. You should have a steady career we make time for that but it seems like it's harder to make time for the things that you feel called to do (laughs) like i can't tell you how many people i've talked to over the years like i just i really so badly want to start a business i've always wanted to do it but it's it's easier to make time for the, the the job they have that they hate than it is to make time for the thing they're called to do and i get that there's risk involved and it's scary but it would have been really easy for us to just be like well Oh, but we probably should stay here all of our families here our kids and old people we're kind of established they have routines and systems like but I think it takes like just real intention like and, and that's the thing for me in this episode that maybe I would just encourage you as a family to think about is like what's calling to your family right now and and maybe even more specifically what's the adventure that you're being called to go on as a family? And maybe the adventure has nothing to do with even travel. Who knows? Like maybe it could be, maybe it's, maybe it's just a trip you've always wanted to do. Maybe it's, maybe it is a move like in something like rather big, but like, what is the adventure that you're being called to go on right now? And sometimes you'll be called to go on an adventure just because you're looking for it. But yeah, like making time to do the things that you feel called to do and not just having our lives taken up by the things that we're supposed to do and should do.
2: And I think it's so easy because the days feel so long sometimes, you know, it feels like, I don't know, just like really the days feel really long and it feels like you have forever to live and forever to raise your children. And yeah, it was huge for me just to really step back and think, okay, date's 14 this year. I only have four summers left. I'm like, how do I want to spend that? I'm getting all cryy about this. <laughs> but how do I want to spend those like precious few years left with him? Anyway, the days aren't as long as they feel.
0: Yeah. And as you say that right now, I think I'm actually thinking like, what are some of the adventures we've been called to go on as a family outside of just moving to Hawaii? And I think one of the adventures we felt called to go on was to start a business. That's an adventure, starting a business. I think another adventure that we've felt called to go on is just homeschool. That certainly (laughs) was an adventure. I think um, traveling in the summers, starting this podcast has been an adventure. And so I think just, yeah, what's, what's the adventure you're being called to go on right now individually and look like, you know, if it's calling to you and one of the ways you, you can tell if something's calling to you is if you're, if you find yourself asking a question like, Oh man, I wonder if I should homeschool my kids. Like if that, the question's coming up for a reason, that's just one example, right? Or I wonder if I should like start a business or I wonder if I should start this side business or if I wonder if. Like we should travel more. If I wonder if we should buy that second home on a lake or whatever it is. Like a lot of times, the question that keeps coming to you is something that's like it's a, it's something that's calling to you, and that's how most of the things that we've done, like homeschool, is just like for both of us. Like I wonder if we should homeschool our kids. Like we didn't have this like crazy experience where it's like definitively like oh yes this happened, and so we're gonna you know I wonder if we should homeschool our kids. Like, I wonder if we should travel more or I wonder if we could travel more. It's like those questions sometimes that are naturally coming to you, I think, are these callings.
2: Yeah, it was, I think it was always in my heart that I wanted to try and homeschool.
0: Like the calling was always in there. Like it always, something about it always called to you.
2: Yeah. Like I was always super curious about it, but I never thought that I was capable of it.
0: I love that you said super curious about it because I talk a lot about this idea of like finding the thing you feel called to do in this life or finding the thing you feel called to share as a business. And we talk a lot about that in the campfire pack But sometimes people are like, what do you mean calling? Like what what does that mean? And I think what Melissa just said is probably one of the better ways I've heard it explained is, what are you just naturally curious about? You don't have to force yourself to be curious about it. You like, It's like a reoccurring theme or a reoccurring thought or an idea that just keeps coming to you. You just have so much curiosity around. Maybe it's like, homeschooling maybe just like so much curiosity around starting a business learning a new language living in a different country changing careers changing jobs getting a different industry because i don't think sometimes this like idea of calling is like you're calling in life like this big like life's purpose that can sometimes be too heavy and it doesn't have to be that big sometimes like no i'm just really curious about this there's something about this that calls to me it's like well go answer that like look into it explore it
2: I mean, another one that's coming up for me right now is, um, you know, maybe exploring, maybe you've considered having a midwife like for for childbirth, but you maybe are nervous about that. Maybe that maybe that's it. That's another another one that we've explored.
0: Well, and here's the thing about that. <laughs> like that was something that just started. It just called to Melissa. She was curious about it. So mm-hmm. she looked into it. And we watched this amazing documentary called "The Business of Being Born" by Ricky Lake, and like it blew our minds. And we started doing research, and and then <laughs> just just if you're thinking about doing a home birth, just start saying that to people, <laughs> <laughs> and just wait for the type of reactions you get from people. Like, you know, you'll get a lot of people that are like, "Oh, well, if you were responsible and cared about your baby, you'd have it in a hospital." <laughs> you know, like you get some really like. And I'm not making a judgment on anyone. I'm just saying like when you start leaning into like your natural curiosity and the thing you're called to or this adventure you're called to go on as a family, you will get a lot of people that don't like it. You'll have a lot of people, even close family members that'll question it and think you're crazy. And that's just their own insecurities or their own fear of maybe doing something they're called to do speaking, you know, has nothing to do with you. But yeah, like lean into those things that you're naturally curious about. And I just think the idea of going on this, going on adventures individually is super fun. And there's all, and there's also an individual an individual adventure we're always being called to go on just as seasons of our life. But this idea of doing it as a family, like what's a family? Like what's an adventure our family is being called to go on or called to undertake? And it can just have you learn new lessons and experience new things and meet new people that would never have otherwise gotten your path Like, Melissa and I have talked so much about how many families we've met out here that are just really cool families. Like, and that's everywhere you go. There's going to be cool people, but I think that's one of the biggest blessings of this adventure so far is just the people we've met. And it's really cool that like we have a family hobby now of surfing and we, (laughs) it's just cool to me that we all have surfboards and we can get out in the ocean and just experience new, new, new ways of life and new ways of living. But yeah, we just met some really cool families and peoples.
2: And I think to bring it back full circle, you know, the day the day after we sold our house in Gilbert, I remember Chris and I were both like, "What did we just do?" Because we loved our house, loved our neighbors, and we almost felt like, "Is this a mistake?" But I remember Chris talking to me. I was crying, <laughs> and Chris was had called me on the phone, like, "How are you doing today?" We we had moved out of our house into this like seven hundred square foot. Um, little apartment with all of the kids and the two dogs. And it was just a stark, like <laughs> dose of reality. <laughs> like, what are we doing? Um, we are we just going to live there for three weeks until we finalize some plans and stuff. But I remember him, him and Chris asking me because I was kind of like sad that day. Um, he's like, but in, in 20 years, like, what will you wish you would have done. And I was like, I thought for a second and you kind of like that quote I shared at the beginning, you know, I, I will have wanted to go on this adventure. Like I know that's what I will, would have chose, like what I will have wanted to have chose. So I don't know. i just, yeah. Maybe think, think about it that way. Like in 20 years, looking back, what will you have wished you would have done?
0: Yeah. I think the question I asked it, maybe is even a little more like Hits hits you in the in the in the chest a little bit. It's like what what will have been the bigger regret?
2: That is, how I asked it. Yeah.
0: Will you have a bigger regret about moving to Hawaii or not? And you were immediately like, oh, I would re- I would twenty years from now, I would have, I will have for sure regretted not going. It's like, well, let's go. Like, and the thing that you're afraid of is like, if the worst thing that happened happened, meaning like we get out here and we don't like it and we don't feel welcomed and our kids aren't thriving and they're not doing, then we move <laughs> there's homes everywhere. You know what I mean? Like we go back to Gilbert in a second. And so, yeah, I think for me, it was just, I just wanted to share the story about like why we did it, you know, how we, how we did it. And the question, I guess the last question we get a lot of times is how long will you be there? And I think people are just kind of dumbfounded by that responses when they ask why. And I tell them, we, I don't know which felt called people say, how long are you going to be here? It's like, well, Long as we feel called to be here, we'll be here, and when we don't feel called <laughs> to be here anymore, we won't be here.
2: <laughs> it kind of drives me crazy, actually, not knowing, and I feel I feel like every few days i Chris and I ask each other, how long do you think we'll be here <laughs> and I don't even know,
0: yeah, but I think that's a powerful thing to like I'm learning a little bit more to just surrender to that it's okay not to know and like live in the present and yeah whatever adventure you are feeling called to go on as a family or whether whatever that thing is, you feel naturally curious about. I just really hope you lean into it and like really explore it and really, yeah, like look at like open yourself up to the possibility that it could happen. And if you do decide to go on an adventure of some kind, we'd love to hear what it is.
2: Totally. Take the adventure. Just go for it. And we'll see you next week.
0: Hey there, thanks for listening to today's episode.
1: To show our appreciation, we want to offer you a free gift. We have an incredible online course you can get now by going to familybrand.com or by following the link in the show notes.
0: And while you're there at familybrand.com, be sure to follow us on social media so that we can go on this journey together.
1: Lastly, if this podcast has impacted you, we ask that you share it with another powerful family in your life and be sure to subscribe or follow so you never miss an episode.
0: We will see you in the next episode.